So this is our third class on the the Mimer, the Hasidic discourse, Umik the simple servant from um, the Rebbe Rashad. We're going to start reading from where I asked you to start the Chavrusa today. We arrived at the point where he is like finishing his explanation of a relationship with Hashem that is just like a relationship between a son and his father in a most ideal state of such a relationship thing we developed at length last class. Okay, last class we, we developed a plan. What could be? Um, so at last class we developed at length what could be that kind of relationship um, ideal relationship even today some of us might not feel that it's ideal but we're not going to open up that again since it anyway serves as an example and kind of ideal relationship between the son and his father it, to a point where there's a complete symbiosis a complete identification a complete desire to cleave and to imitate and also to to, to attach oneself to do the same thing so it being an example, we're not going to go further, we're now going to go inside the text of the Mimer. How does that play out when we talk about Neshamas? Because that is the analogy. Now let's talk about the, what it's referring to. So it's referring to Neshamas. So we are in Baben. Just like we just saw that in the sun, there can be this in his nature. To be drawn after his father. Towards his father, with an immense love, and with a complete worship, to do whatever he desires and do it joyfully, as we've just developed at length. So you will have those kind of souls. Souls that are in the state of being the, the sons of Hashem, being the children of Hashem. It will be a nature in their soul. To be drawn towards Hashem with an immense love. Yes. I'm coming back in a moment to that. I and I, I even have a better question. Come back to those souls will be like a spark that is constantly drawn to its source. And in all of the learning of Torah and doing mitzvahs, it will be full of joy, the joy of accomplishing this commandment. To give, to pleasure, to his father, Heavenly Father. That is also what will uh, be in those souls. They will have strength, they will have power. From the flow that they receive from Hashem. It will awaken in them. The love, the and the passion, to the divine. 
to completely go beyond their limits, their own limits. Also what it will produce, a person will suddenly awaken himself every morning, every morning he wakes himself up and he desires to start doing his divine worship. Without having any kind of prior preparation, he wakes up in a in a state of a desire to serve Hashem. Kemoshenit something that was developed earlier on. and all of that Israel is because the Jewish soul come from the essence, the infinite essence of Hashem Himself. So, that is why there is constant light in them. So here he explained, and, and, and I don't want to dwell on it too much, but the souls that are like sons to their father are souls that have an intuitive, a natural um, desire to be connected to Hashem. And they are like children to their parents, sons to their fathers. And again, not opening back what we discussed last week. We're talking about that scenario where it should be such an ideal state. Now, a little bit previously in the Mimer, he said that the reason why he's going to compare souls to sons is because the Torah calls souls Sons. The Torah says, Banim Atem Lashem You are God's sons, children. And he explained it very brief- briefly. It is because, because source, uh, souls are born, so to speak, in Chachma, in the supreme attribute of God's wisdom. And as such, they are exactly like a child. That is something that is explained also in, in uh, the second chapter of Tanya. If you read the second chapter of Tanya, it's explained. It yeah, okay, good, perfect. So that a soul is like a child because it stems from the brain. Um, by the way, just opening a parenthesis, it is, it is something that has not yet been ex- Hasidus says it in, in a very o- open way and in a very direct way. Science has not been able to observe it. I'm not saying that ha- science was learning Hasidus. Maybe well, maybe some Hasidic scientists are. Science, for the time being, only um, um, traces back sperm to the spinal cord, not higher. Hasidus says that before that, it stems in the brain's liquid, and before that, in the brain's ideas. So, that first it's a spiritual entity, and then it becomes liquid in the brain, and that trickles down in the spinal cord, and then all the way until it can give a, an actual child. Um, so, biology today goes to the spinal cord, that it does, uh, but not further. It starts in the spinal cord. Hasidus says, yeah, okay, that's what you can see. But no problem. But no, no, that it goes further. There is an etzem. It's the essence of the brain itself 
that trickles down and that afterwards produces a cell that will be the possibility of getting a child. That is why a child holds the essence of his parents. Of course, afterwards, in, in when is the, the different sides of the father and the mother, we're not making a class of biology, but what is important here is to remember this part of why are souls called children of Hashem? Is because exactly where does a child come from? A child, in essence, in essence comes from the brain of his father. From the brain. And afterwards, it's developed, etc., etc. But it, it comes, it stems from the brain of his father. So, so too, souls come from the etzem of Hashem's brain. What me? Of the attribute of wisdom. It's the attribute of wisdom that produce souls. Contrary to angels that come from a lower, uh, a, 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 a lower production of lower attributes. Not the topic of this class. But now it does give us a question. All souls are called sons of Hashem, children of Hashem, since all souls are born from Chachmelo, Perik base of Tanya. You're learning it, right? The second part is a nefesh asheni, is a chelik alokami mal mamash, and it comes from Chachm, it comes from Hashem's wisdom. And that's, he's talking about every Jew. Like he says in the first chapter, that every single Jew has those two souls the human animal soul, and the divine soul that, that in, in regards to which one is called Hashem's son. So I'm asking the question, so why is he saying, so those souls that are like sons, they have a natural kind of Yiddish, um, Yiddish kind of serving Hashem. Why only those souls? One second, what those souls? Souls. He started by saying souls are, uh, are Hashem's sons, and then he like went on to say, and souls that feel that, what do you mean? You are or you're not? What do you mean? You, can it be that you are, but you're not feeling it? And the answer is, well, exactly that. All souls, in essence, are children of Hashem, sons of Hashem. In essence, every soul has an etzem, has, has its most profound essential dimension, in which it is directly linked to Hashem in the most natural and obvious way. But the question will be what will happen when the soul goes into a body? So this is saying outside of the body? Yeah. So we're now talking about like a soul yeah. in its what will happen when the soul when it comes into a body will the, the shell of materialism incapacitate it will it handicap it and here the answer is well it depends on how bright it was to begin with because it could, because that, although all souls are related to the essence of God, but they can be born in different layers of what is called the chain of creation, 
And according to where they are be born spiritually, not materially, I'm not talking about born in Israel or born in Europe or in America. I'm talking in which Olam of a, they were born, like where they, they come into revelation. According to that, it will give them their, if you want, their shining strength. And according to that, it will change if the body will or not affect them or not. If they are shining, like flaring stars, intense, then even when they come down in the body, they don't care. The soul is so strong that the body will not leave a dent, or barely. But as you go down, you can have the fact that the soul is not completely covered up. Because the light of the soul was not so strong to begin with. And as such, and so here is the tricky part. As such, we are talking now, the soul as it behaves within captivity, so to speak. But it has adopted an Oslo syndrome. If you know what that is. Is it in Stockholm syndrome? Uh, Stockholm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I, yeah. I said it and said, is it Oslo? No, it's not far. So. <laughs> it's Stockholm. Uh, just you know, you take a train. So, so what does it mean? It, it completely identifies itself. Because technically speaking, he wasn't kidnapped. Although it is li- living with not really family. See what I mean? A goof, materialism, not family for the soul, but it's completely identified with the way things happen from this side. So it sees not its relationship, even the soul sees its relationship through the reality and the obstacles of bodily uh, experiences and, and physical life. Yeah. That's uh, both Neshama of Yisrael, both Neshama of Yisrael and Yaakov both come from, both are ben. Yeah. So why is the Neshama Yeah, like the neshama is essentially the same. Neshama is essentially the same, but you said it. Essentially, it's like you would say DNA. Okay, so neshama is the same, just the way. Yeah, but it's like you would say, we all have the same DNA. Oh, I mean, core human DNA. Yeah, core human DNA. We don't actually have the same, same DNA. No, we don't. But we share the same core human DNA. Then we said when neshama comes into the body, it's an edit. Because then it, it, it owns perception. But some neshamas, when they come into their body, is still open. Yeah, because they're so bright. Okay. They, they, like, they're, not, they're not impressed at all. And they don't, start, they don't even start thinking in terms. Also of Yaakov, of, of, you have some neshamas that come as a Ben and some that come as an Alex? Um, no, oh, I misunderstood your question. No. No, they're just a different question. No, 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 one second. Wait, does the neshamas have... that come down in this world... A ben is a Yisrael. Yeah, a ben is a Yisrael. But then, no, but then, you said all neshamas are ben. Right? So technically all neshamas are Yisrael. But you see, yeah, okay. So every, yeah, that's yeah what but what I'm taking your question a moment. Just want to write. They just express themselves in okay. Ben. No, but if every single person is a chilek like a coming from, like, is a ben, then also neshama of Yaakov are ben. Essentially, they are, but that doesn't mean that's how they experience Hashem in this world. So they are. Okay. Okay. So, when Hashem produces a soul, the soul is always the sun. 
Okay? Okay. Yeah. That's where the, the soul in its initial state, in its spiritual state, is a sun. Then the soul goes down into this world. And now there's an uplink with Hashem. How is that uplink? And that's where the names Israel and Yaakov are going to be happening. Okay, so the... That is why actually, in Torah, we start with Yaakov. Although technically here, they can be all called Yisrael. Yeah, but Yisrael is a name you receive afterwards. Here it's just so called Bani. Yisrael and Yaakov depends on how you relate to Hashem once you... Yeah, yeah. And, but, it could be, but it could be that you're stuck in a situation. It could be that your soul, although it is in essence a sun, once it goes into a body, it becomes extremely dimmed. And even its own perception is not completely in, synchronized with perceptions of physicality. Even the neshama, not talking about virus. Like the neshama, when the neshama thinks about connecting to Hashem, it reasons throughout the reality of existence. It's like a pragmatic neshama. Because it completely went into that kind of state of mind. In a way, it, would, it was like reprogrammed by the body. So when you... So, so he's religious, right? He's 100% religious. But, does he have an awesome kick of standing on his feet and saying to Hillel for three hours in a row? No. Who has, who, no one has. Right? But, but he's saying, but you have to do because it's a very Rosh Hashanah. When your soul comes into your body, is it neither Nishmat Yisrael or Nishmat Yaakov? This is what I'm saying. Yisrael doesn't come. Yisrael starts here. Here's where you will put the names Yaakov and So Yisrael. when it comes into the body, it's just a soul. It's and a then soul. once in the body, it's either Nishmat. Depending on how it comes through, it's in the way it, it will, Actually, no. You know what? It will depend on how it will depend. Wait, so the acting is the way it goes, Hashem. Is that what you mean by acting? <laughs> you understand? It will depend on that part. Which will depend on Yaakov Yisrael. No. That no how determines Yaakov Yeah. What, what, how long was this spiral? And how long did this Neshama spiral down until it came into the body? If it spiraled down a lot of levels, and it lost, like it's, it lost a lot of light already. So when it's going to come into the body, it's already going to be not so strong. So the body will set the tone. Even though he's going to be religious, yeah. But what, what depends? What this? Yeah. No. So then some people are just going to get like a... Why am I the shaman, you the Why you a level. woman? But then that's creating a hierarchy of the shaman. It is. So then like some people just get like a lower shaman. Like, why does Sharma's keep coming down? I feel like that's kind of sad. No, are you going to look at a topic and be like, well, it's not fair that you're a topic? But I feel like that's creating, like, that's like not having everyone, one level saying, someone's above. That's saying, like, there's so many levels. There are. Oh, is there a higher? No, there's, oh, so this is the thing. The question is, there are different levels, and there are higher and lower, but the question is, who is better? That is the best is the person who does what Hashem wants from him 100%. It's not better, but if you're getting a dull neshama... Like, so this is what Hashem wants from me. So you have more as well. Yeah. Everything in life is this is what, this, wants a dull this is, But again, I... I the, right? the fact that... No, one second. The fact that, you, that I would call it a dull neshama is because I would like make a comparison 
and say, oh, this is better, and so I got less. But if I understand that Hashem has a plan and has a multiple needs, and every single person cares for a need of Hashem's purpose in this world, it doesn't make a difference. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. A Yaakov that is serving Hashem is worth much more than a Yonah Hanavi that is not giving his Nebuah. Right, but that's based on your decision. This is like not your decision at all. It's true. Like, 100%. You get the dull one. But it's not that Again, you think it is it, It's true. Uh, meaning, maybe it's not dull, but maybe we should roughly replace the word dull by difficult. Different. No, but like a servant. Maybe difficult. Maya, I think but like a servant is given the job of sweeping the floor, and another servant is given the job of polishing the silver. If you're truly in it for your master, then sweeping the floor is exactly what you'll be so happy to do that because that's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to polish the floor. There are some people who are just born gifted. But Maya, some, some people are born. Some people are not so smart. And like that's what you have to deal with. And 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 that's what you have to deal with. Divine aristocracy, and they like they, that's what the higher souls are yeah they, they like don't relate kind of that I just made it up uh, but in a way so they don't like they don't live real life you know like you don't know the thing like where politicians sometimes lost elections or lost points because they couldn't even say how much his bus fare was or uh, or, no, or, or bread happened. yeah but again but what why is that why where does that matter to people. He has a driver. Well, my point precisely, how is he fixing the country if he is not living the reality of the country? So again, he's like, he's like a relic of monarchy. I mean, like Marie Antoinette saying, why don't they eat cake? Uh-huh. Uh, if you know that, that, uh, that part of history. So meaning, so like, if you don't know, that, but you're a, an elected, democ- uh, democratically, uh, yeah, elected official, so you should represent the people, but then you have to know the people, right? So, now, here's the difference. Here, those neshamas are divine aristocracy, but they still are interconnected with other neshamas. This is different, because in spirituality, everything is connected. But it's true that as much as we know teachings of uh, the, the, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, telling, I mean, encouraging people to reconnect with their sources, reconnect with their heritage, and so on and so on, to do tshuva, to do mitzvahs, to light Shabbos candles. There is at least as much, if not more, Hasidic discourses and, 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 and uh, sikhas, uh, you know, conversations, that he's actually talking to 
more religious crowd and saying, don't, don't, he doesn't, again, not using the word, but don't go into divine aristocracy. Where you're like, I'm okay, I'm happy with my life, I'm, I'm happy to be religious, I'm happy to learn Tyra, I'm happy to daven, I'm happy to live in a religious neighborhood. I'm like, this kind of, almost a Ben-like. Like, he's like, he's chill. And what about the world? Just lock it out. That's what they do. Insulate yourself, lock it out, pretend it doesn't exist, and even if on the out is a big part of, of the Jewish nation, just lock it out. Insulate yourself, and so, so you see that everybody has their Yetzirah. Yaakov's Yetzirah is to actually not fall into things that are against God. Yisrael's Yetzirah is to relate to reality that God created. It would be so much better off. Like even the Rebbe himself, about talking about himself, once said that there is a Jew that is learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and very ha- and, and, and very uh, not say happy but very at at peace content. with himself, content and at peace with himself. And then at the age of forty eight, one tells him that it is now his concern that there is a Jewish child who doesn't know Aleph base. And it was, uh, it was very then, and he continues, very play like, it's like, what do you guys want from me? Like, why is this my problem? Yeah. Does this to do with like, how bright the soul is when it comes to like, oh, the, the longer it takes to spiral down, or like the more souls that come back, souls that come back, it's not only there is, there is, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of chemistry. Seriously. Right, uh, so I'll, I'll just. The brightness of it. I'm going to give you very quickly. Like, Tal. Tal, Tal, very quickly. Like very quickly, you have the full world, Atsilus, right? Maria, Yetzira, Asiya. Okay, so that's already four levels. And in each of, in each of the worlds, you have ten attributes. Okay? And every soul, every soul is composed of five layers. Nefesh, Yechida, Chaya, Neshama, Ruach, Now follow. It could be that I, and one that is not finished yet, every layer of every Neshama, it can itself again be separated in five. Meaning there's macro view and micro view. And those five are the same five in the higher? No. So, so it could be, just, okay, just telling you guys do not be depressed. Uh, so this is Nefesh, and this is Malchus, this is Asiya. So it says in the Kizri Arizal, and, and there's a couple of Hasidic discourses of the Rebbe that he talks about it, that the last generations will be souls, nefesh, the nefesh, the malchus, the malchus, the asiyah. The lowest of the Of a soul itself will be the fifth level, and of that fifth level will be only the fifth of it. So it's the fifth of the fifth, coming from the last, of the tenth of the last attribute of the last world. And then you get a double version of that. Thank you for that.
Whoever's <laughs> in charge. Perfect. We appreciate it. Uh, but meaning, what does it mean? Why? Because throughout history, layers have been covered. You understand? Boxes have been checked throughout history. That's done. That's done. That's done. That's done. That's done. Who's left? We are. Okay. Yeah. We're we still get, pretty amazing. We, I agree. Being what we are, we're doing a good job. We're doing amazing. I agree. I agree. It says, by the way, just now, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he saw our generation, that's why he was humble. It says entirely that Moshe was humble. Why was he humble? Because he saw our generation. Woo! That's he what he saw says. our generation? Yes. All generation as in Before what? He saw all the generations to come. And he said, when he saw the last generations, and said, well, they will be going through, and the exposure they will have to the world, and the commitment they still have to cling on to their Jewish identity, he's going to say, I would never be... You know, it's kind of a humility that one has when one sees, for example, Chaz V'Shalom, God preserved, but let's say if, if one sees a very handicapped person that is full of joy of life, it humbles profoundly, yeah. because like, you're asking yourself, like, what am I complaining again about my life? Like, look, look at that person, okay? And that person is happy, so why are you complaining? So it's humbling. So Moshe Rabbeinu was like that with us. He saw us in our wheelchairs, with our handicaps, and with everything, and being here in Mayana, learning Torah, talking about Hashem, doing everything. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, wow, I don't know how to do it. I would, I would die. Which, which is what a healthy person says, Chaz Shalom, if he has to even imagine this split second what it would be like to be completely handicapped as a healthy person says it's like, it's not even it's not even a chance I would die right so Moshe Rabbeinu so uh, do you know where it says that where yeah, brings it in the but it's, it's before and Moshe Rabbeinu saw the last generations that they will have no 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 they will not feel things and they will do and they will be happy about it they will have simcha that's like ignorance is bliss, though. No way. I guess so. Right? I no. guess so. I, yeah. There is a... There is, there is of that. I, I mean, of course, you're not going to go up to a handicapped person saying, you know, you shouldn't be happy. <laughs> like, who, what's the nutcase? Don't do that. I don't know if it's ignorance, <laughs> why, why, You know, you know, your life is really bad. You should be sad. It's like you don't know what you have or what you don't have. It's crazy. You guys happy. You guys happy. Look at like Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhi Horowitz, who totally knows what he's missing. He has a wife and kids he was okay. able to yeah. interact with, and now he's in this like horrible... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, now he's in this yeah. horrible state, unfortunately. And, and he absolutely knows what he's missing. And it, it doesn't come through in his Dvar Torahs that he writes that he's happy because he forgot what he's no, missing. No, but we actually don't. Just no. We don't know. We are more like ignorant a little bit. Because we don't know what it means to like experience Eleikos. We, we can read about it. Fine, huh? but I'm, I'm saying that you know, it doesn't have to come from a place of ignorance. You could say, like, we can still read something, like what we were reading in Women and Halakha, we could still, still read something and, and like, at least know on some level that like, we're a lower generation. Yeah. You don't have to pretend, oh, we're the best okay. it gets. But still, there's a, there's a responsibility, like, even, even if you know, to any extent that you know, it doesn't take away, like, meaning there are people with all kinds of challenges that aren't just happy just because they're ignorant. It's also a strength of character to say whatever my challenge is going to be. I agree. I agree with That's you. That's what it's I'm a, but to it, say. So I'll just, it's a mix of both. 
on one on one hand we do know that we're lacking out on the other hand we do not really know how much we're lacking out like we Fair. like you can if a person would not have matzis on Pesach uh, because whatever the person was on the trip and got stuck somewhere I don't know how you got stuck in the other place where there's no Chabadas but whatever uh, but so the person so the person would say oh my that was such a Pesach no matzis Oh, that's such a bummer. And no one behaves that way every year that we were not all together, whole of Am Yisrael, reenacting, going out of Egypt together, singing Hallel together at the, at the, at, at the Beis HaMikdash. That is Pesach. Read the text. Pesach is not being in your house. Pesach is coming, all of Am Yisrael, together, singing together Hallel at Chatzos after bringing all together a carbon Pesach at the base of Megdash. That is Pesach. We don't care. I mean, we don't, we don't, we, we don't feel that way. As long as I had my matzahs, <laughs> and as long as I had my place, etc., it was okay. But, I mean, but it was no Pesach. That's not Pesach. That's some kind of very dull reenactment. Exactly what we do. Like, a dull, not, not a reenactment. Dull copy of a copy. It's, it's like almost more of a fragrance of a souvenir of Pesach used to be. And if you want to just approve from it, just think what we are all saying once we are home and we close the doors and windows. And then we say, whoever wants to join may join. Haha, ha, you're very funny. Like, why? Because the text was written in the times of the Besam Megdash. We just kept the text. Have the same text. It becomes a little bit out of place because you're saying it yeah but, yeah, but then when you were saying it, you were not alone. There were actually people around you. Because you were in Gansakar, or seriously, or in, in Geben Hinom, at the bottom of Halzion, or wherever. You were actually sitting somewhere with your family, unless you had a good spot in, uh, on the rooftop of Aish or something. <laughs> uh, but but you, were, you were actually somewhere over there. So there, when you said, whoever wants to join can join, it made sense when we say it today. Like, did you ever pick up on it? Like, who, who, who are you talking to? Because yeah, we're here. So you see, and, but we don't, and it's okay. And when we daven, we consider davening as some kind of WhatsApp audio message, a very long one, okay. where you can't even see if there is a. He turned his blue off. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, he turned off the and blue text. So, and actually, you don't even know if this. It, actually, you, you barely have one V. Really? Uh, you don't even know if it's. <laughs> so you don't even know. It's like I would say it's still. The, I would say it's still the clock. You know, it's like it's like is this is this being sent? Is this, this going to be sent? So then, why do we want to say? You see, and this is how we dove. So why do we really and we're to like, because uh, we believe that one day the connection will be strong enough. That and there is connection, there. but it's simuna. We don't feel it. One day, right? we'll You imagine? Down. Can you imagine that before davening was like a phone conversation, almost as far as spiritual flow went? So when you take a person that used to speak on the phone, and now that's how he's speaking with this thing that is not even showing if the message is going off. You think, oh, forget it. I'm on my phone. Where's the phone? Well, I'm not talking like this. This is not a conversation. But we are all davening that way, and we're. So do we tell us the outcome? 
Yeah, but we're content. So here we that's what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying? Here is where we're a little bit like ignorant. Why are we content with it? Well, because actually we never had anything else. And also because we never had anything else. We do have a stronger emuna. We have it. We must have 100%. Because if not, look. Exactly. So that's comforting also. It is. Don't see it. Uh-huh. Like, don't see anything, but like this is gonna and, but, but it makes you understand the humility of my Shurveino. So the brute takes it. But it's honestly like, 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 like,
grant me things that I need even if I did not ask for them. But Hashem, please, please do not grant me things that I asked for if I don't need them. Hmm. I think he, like, he said it all. And he, like, he checked all the boxes. I mean, you can't go wrong with that one. Like Everything I need, be it that I asked for it or not, give it. But do not listen to me if I ask something that I do not need. Because you know better than me. Um, so, coming back to the minor. Can I just ask you what you mean yeah. by the uplink? So the way, like, the uplink is the Yaakov Yisrael? The uplink is the relationship that the Jew here has with Hashem. That's so what I call the uplink. the Yaakov Yisrael. Yeah, and then it's either he has a relationship a blissful relationship of like a son and then he's a Yisroel. Well, he feels Hashem, he understands Hashem, he wants to do what Hashem wants, he sees everything with Hashem's eyes. Okay, he's a tzaddik. He has a tremendous simcha, like you read, of, of, of doing everything. He has a tremendous simcha. Oh, here again, a second quote of the uh, Bells. So another Hasidic dynasty. And the second quote of Bells, didn't do that on purpose. But I once heard that in their um, yeshivas, they, they wake up, the, the young man, the bachem, they wake them up by saying, get up, get up, there's warm coffee, warm shako, warm tea, and cake waiting for you. And why do they do it that way? Like it's like a halacha, it would, it would seem more logical to say, wake up, wake up for, for shaches, wake up for learning. Like, no, wake up, there's warm coffee, warm tea waiting for you. So the answer is because they said the neshama is awake since Allah Sashachar. The one who doesn't want to get out of bed is the body. You think the body cares that you have to go and daven? Like, why are you talking to the body about its davening? Yeah, so, say, it's talking to the neshama. The neshama is not sleeping. Who do you want to wake up? So here he's talking, why am I saying that? Because here he's talking, the person is like, every morning, that's what I was referring to. Every morning he wakes up naturally so happy to go to davening and learning. And then, okay, I wish, I, I really love to meet the guy. Uh, whoever, I don't know, that, that's not me. Like every morning he wakes up with this tremendous simcha of Avodah Hashem. So I'm really sorry if you had the wrong image of me, but this is not me, and maybe it's one of you, and then call a kavod. Uh, but like, Natural simcha when you wake up, he says, it's very important because what does the Friedrich Rebbe say? The Rebbe Rashab say, Everyone, once you start kicking in your consciousness and your thoughts, then you start reminding yourself what is the right thing to do. But that is hachana, that's hachana. Like, once you wake enough for your gray matter and your cells to start running and then you start thinking okay, but, so that is a chana but a ben is someone who doesn't have a chana it's not a chana, naturally like he wakes up I could, uh, I don't know a child on the day of his birthday or whatever, like he wakes up like full of, of, of even actually even without waking up there was once a rov um, I forgot his name it's one of the Mid Rabbanim um, of the American Council of Rabbanim of uh, America. What was the name? American Council? 
There's a council in America of rabbis, an orthodox uh, council of American rabbis, I think it's called. American kind of Elbert. Elbert. Yeah, maybe. It's the orthodox, uh, the orthodox rabbinic institution, whatever. One of the main rabbis was once in an, in, in, in an audience with the rabbi, and it, it, um, they discussed communal affairs. Okay, but America jury, like, it lasted for three hours in the middle of the night, and, and he actually was getting tired. And, and the rabbi kept on talking and talking and talking, and, and he, from, from through that, he could see outside the window that it was already, day was already coming up, like five, it been five or half past five in the morning. And, and he realized that the Rebbe had not gone to sleep. And, uh, and he was not the Rebbe, he didn't have kind of community charge. You know, he himself, most probably in his mind, had a plan of when he was going to take a nap after Shachis, but he, he understood that, so he felt bad. And so, but eventually it finished, and as they got up, Rebbe got up and went around the table to accompany him outside, and then he passed in front of the window, and the Rebbe saw the lights starting outside the window, and, and, uh, and the Rebbe had a clamor, he said, a new day, such a wonderful, filled with wonderful new opportunities. You have to understand what a new day in Hasidus is. It's like, it's like, it's like new presents. It's like suddenly you're in front of a room of new presents. You're going to go to sleep? No. But that means that you're pressure, you're feeling and seeing everything. From, you have it like a different goggles. So because every other person says, oh, I didn't sleep. Are you tired? Well, I think I should be. You see, the, the mind is telling you you should be tired because you didn't go to sleep yet. Or you're thinking that you're going to be tired. See, you see how much the body is dictating to what you should and not do? Right? It's like... Irrelevant. It's a new day. It's wonderful opportunities can be a new day. But then, and I want to read the next sentence. Then he says like this. He says, Aval, and then you read everything you read. And, and the truth is, I don't want to repeat most of it because you're going, well, well I shouldn't say, Aval, but, Hine yesh oid madrego. There is one other level. That is referred to as the level of a servant. It also exists amongst the Jews. From the perspective of their bodies. Now this sentence is, is so complex, but I explained it before we read it. Benishmas mitzadagufim. So which one is it? It's a level that exists benishmas Israel in the souls mitzadagufim from the perspective of the body. From the body or from the soul? The answer is this, yeah, the, the soul that is in the body and completely in 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 in, uh, in uh, how do you call it? Synchronized with the body, but it's still a soul. The soul doesn't want to do Averis. No. The soul doesn't want to do Averis. Of course not. So what does the soul want? To cleave to Hashem. But that soul has already a perception of itself of being limited. And that's what the, the, the verse refers to when it says, For the, 
uh, it's in, uh, well, there's a couple of instances. Um, one of them being in the, 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 in the Shabbos commandment, as it's, it's in, in Deuteronomy, in Vaishana, the second time. Also in the fact that um, oh, yeah. you're not allowed to stay a servant eternally, as far as Mishpatim, Kilibin Esolavadim, or why it has to be Pidyon Haben. There's a couple of places in Torah where it says we are Avadim. And then, but what he does now in the minor, and what you started learning at length, and he's, he's using a lot of words, he now goes to the opposite. After he has described how it would be for Neshama to be like a Ben, now let's see how a Neshama would be on the opposite side. A neshama that has no... But it's a Neshama, that's what you have to keep in mind. So in Neshama, it is no option for Neshama not to do what Hashem wants. Not talking about Yitzhara, okay? But the neshama is completely self-conscious in a kind of a bodily way. I'm inside of a body. The neshama is conscious that it's in a body, limited by physical desires, but bus above all. I think it's the title of a book, right? Okay, the bus comes first. And the bus being Hashem. So, even if the neshama has to like kick itself, or like whatever it has to do, the neshama will kick itself, will, will brutalize itself because you have to do, you gotta do what you gotta do. But it's gonna be so hard. And that's why the example that he's going to use is is a servant and, and actually he describes more like a slave yeah. than a servant. Like it really doesn't actually, it's not comfortable because it, it brings other historical the things that we're really not okay with. But here we're talking about the way the neshama feels the relationship with Hashem. Like, almost like being a slave. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.